0: Welcome to the Season Mamas Podcast. This is a place for all mamas in need of encouragement and the reminder of God's grace for this moment. Here you'll find yourself at the table with four moms who are in different seasons of motherhood, but all lean on their faith in Jesus and the wisdom from one another. Sit yourself down with your favorite drink and join us for real talk, meaningful stories and a sprinkle of humor as you feel seen, understood, and known. You do not have to mom alone. We would love for you to join our Seasoned Mamas podcast community on Facebook. We will share the link with you in the show notes.
1: Hi, Mamas. My name is Faith, and I am so excited to be talking with you guys. I. I'm just excited to share with you what's just a story. And so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Faith. I am a toddler mother. (laughs) I have kids that are in toddler and we're also in the season of motherhood where we don't know if we want to have another baby or not. We go back and forth every day. Um, So if you ask me today, I will tell you no. You ask me tomorrow, I will probably tell you yes. Yes. But I am also a first grade teacher and I am also a coach for moms where I help moms in their journey of motherhood and just give that support for moms in their mental and emotional and spiritual health, because that's what I needed when I first had my baby. And like any teacher, you are, you become someone that you needed. And so I am excited to share with you my story. and. This is a time where I had just lost someone that was very dear to me. It was unexpected. We were not thinking we would lose her. And like grief, it will hit you at random times, right? You, for anyone that has lost someone, you know, it's sometimes if you see something in the streets or a sign, or maybe it's a show or a song, or for me, I was cutting strawberries. (laughs) Because that's when grief hits you, right? It hits you in unpredictable times. And that is the beauty sometimes of grief is we we want we don't want the friend of grief, but then when that friend of grief is gone, then we're upset that he is not there. And so I am very big on emotional health. And so as I was cutting strawberries (laughs) to have fresh fruit, I started crying. And my daughter who was Three at the time. So it was about a year ago. She, we had been working with her on her emotions. We have these cute emotion stuffies that we work through. And, you know, here's sadness and here's angry and here's confident and peaceful and different things. And something that we have done with her is whenever she's feeling sad, we'll go get the blue sad emotion. And we will sit with her and we'll say, you know, you're feeling sad and we validate, right? I, it is okay to feel sad. Let's talk about it. And we usually give that to Jesus, right? We say, let's pray and, you know, have Jesus comfort us. And he is here with us, you know, and she'll point to her heart. And we say he's in our heart. Very developmentally appropriate, right? For the toddler. And so this is a time I'm, you know, at the kitchen, I'm crying, I'm I, as grief goes, you start bawling, right? And my sweet daughter came up to me and she said, Mama, are you sad? And I go, Oh, yeah, honey, Mama's just missing someone. I'm sad. And she immediately runs away. And I go, Okay. And she runs right back and she has her blue emotion. And she goes, Oh, Mama's sad. Hold, hold sadness. And it was a moment where, you know, we are, we always want to teach our children, right? We always, like, I am a teacher, so I am very into what can be a developmentally appropriate activity and be teaching them different things. But then God shows up in these moments and he has our children teach us, right? And he has our children. A time where I was sad, I was not thinking straight he used a 3 year old and a little blue sadness stuffy to know that he was with me and my daughter handed it to me and then she said let's talk to jesus and it was again where your heart just bursts and you're <laughs> going yes let's do that but it's it's a time that reminded me that you know we're god is going to meet us in moments that we don't think right? I didn't realize cutting strawberries would lead to me reflecting on my grief would lead to my daughter recognizing that I needed comforted. And she used tools that I had been teaching her to help me, right? And he, she did that through God's grace and strength and the Holy Spirit and just reminding me that, he is here, and he is in that grief, right? Especially with grief, sometimes you feel so alone, and you have questions and different things. And it was just a a time where, you know, because of that grief, I have struggled with the fear of, you know, will I'm gonna, will God take my babies? Right? You you don't realize so much you love something until you have a baby. <laughs> And then you're like, there's my heart just, you know, running into the street because he wants his ball, like, hello. And it was a time where I had to remember that this is God's child, right? You know, my grief can kind of overwhelm me and make me feel all the things. But with that fear is this is his child. And at the end of the day, I'm just lucky that I got to be her mama. And that while grief will put this, you know, and I'll have this fear of my babies may be taken unexpectedly like she was, that it's also where they're meant to be is heaven, right? They're, this is temporary. And these are God's children. And we are just as mothers, we are just blessed and lucky that God chose us to be our babies and he did it for a reason and there's a reason that these are our babies and you know and so that's kind of the question I have for you guys and for those listening you know we all have something that's happened in our life that has put a fear in us and you know a lot of times that fear wants to overwhelm us and overtake us and What is that fear for you in your season that maybe it's irrational to you? Maybe you feel silly for thinking it, but it is valid and it is something we need to honor and speak out because when we can speak that fear into the light, that is where we can receive support and we can receive help. And so, yes, what is a fear that you have in your season of motherhood that maybe you just need to hold your stuffy and just give it? to jesus
0: i want a blue stuffy this is michelle and so as you were talking i was thinking about i've shared this before in different places but i have what i call worst case scenario itis (laughs) where you know the what-ifs just kind of grow and grow and at the this last spring my oldest son wanted to be a camp counselor in montana and it's a 1500 mile drive And he wanted to take his car and he had a good friend that was going to go with him. But, you know, in my mind, 1500 miles away. And then I had like imagined all of these bad things that could happen. And what I realized when I get into that worst case scenario, I bill is that I'm only thinking of bad things. I'm not remembering that he is God's child and that he is with them and that He is never alone. Just because I can't be with them doesn't mean that it's a a bad thing. It's the way it's supposed to be, but God can always be with them. And so that's a big fear of mine. There's something with driving and them driving off, and they're both really good drivers, but I just, I know it's an irrational fear because I can tell that it is. And, you know, he drove all the way out there and all the way back. And guess what? It was just fine. But I was so glad when he came home. And I'm always glad when I know that they reached their destination. But it is that fear of just, you know, like just that worry. And so one of the things that I'm learning, and you would think that I would have it better at this stage in my life, being an older mom, is to hold worry, to to hold it and to look at it and to be honest about it because when i do that then i can kind of put it in its proper place and i'm never ashamed of my anxiety or anything like that it's just part of who i am but i learned from our friend lindsay that that's a good spot for to invite god to sit with us and so whenever one of those things come up then i just sit with it and bring it before god and say okay this is what i'm dealing with help me to remember What is truth? And the truth is, is God can be with our children in ways that we cannot. And that usually calms me down until the next thing. It's a constant struggle for me, but I've learned that God meets me right where I'm at and he's not disappointed. He knows who I am. He knows how my mind works, but he just reminds me of what is the truth. And that is far better than the what-if or the worst-case scenario-itis brain space that I find myself in sometimes.
2: I love it. A worst-case scenario-itis. That's what I'll call it in the future. I think that all of us can have that sometimes, right? This is Lindsay. So I'm going to give you a glimpse into my kitchen with my husband going through, you know, facing my fear, right? So recently we've been having to make some financial decisions. And when it comes to finances, I become paralyzed. I- hate making decisions when it comes to investing our money or doing anything. I am risk averse, okay? My husband is always the one that is creatively thinking about how we can make wise investments and decisions. And he always wants to have these conversations. So what I learned when I feel really worried or afraid is how how do I use tools that I can actively use to overcome that place that I'm in? So the first step for me is often when we're feeling stuck or afraid, somebody that we need to forgive. So for me, in that moment, I needed to forgive my husband. I've been letting so much anger and resentment build up that he was even making me face this fear. Like, I don't want to face this. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I want to go read a book. So in my, I even said out loud, we're sitting here at the kitchen table. I said, Nathan, I choose to forgive you for, you know, forcing us to make this decision because forgiveness, it's whatever our heart is holding on to. Right. It's it's our childlike heart that is just feeling mad or upset or offended. And then I said, "Okay, Nathan, walk me through what are the lies that I'm believing? So then I'm like, "Okay, the lies are that we're going to lose all of our money. The lies are that I'm actually in control of my money in the first place. So we listed all the lies. And then I'm like, "Okay, God, what are the truths you want to replace those lies with? And, you know, the truth is that God is good, that he will help us to make wise decisions, that Nathan is my helpmate and that he is helping me to face good things that we need to, to work through. So in all of that, that was at my, you know, kitchen table. We worked through it and, and we were, I was able to face this fear of making some financial decisions. And, and I felt so much freedom instead of feeling held back and paralyzed You know, when we feel that way, how can we use tools to work with God, to sit with those that we love so that we can move forward with confidence and not just feel paralyzed and stuck in that place? And sometimes we need to sit with fear, with God, and just be in that place of fear and and pray through it. Sometimes we need to do the be still prayer that Michelle has introduced. You know, sometimes we just need to sit with sadness, right? And those are all beautiful things. But if we're feeling like we're stuck and we just need to get past, step over this barrier so that we can move forward, I think that forgiveness is a really great tool. I think recognizing the lies that we're believing and also letting God replace those lies with truth can be a really powerful way for us to propel forward through through whatever it is that's holding us back.
0: Oh, I love that. While you were talking, Lindsay, it reminded me of the acronym of fear: false evidence appearing real, and it makes us stuck because it's it's false evidence appearing real. Like for me, it was oh, something bad's going to happen, and I can't get to him. Well, I didn't know that that was going to happen or not. And even if it something did happen, that wasn't what I wanted. He wasn't alone; God was with him. And so, but yeah, I, I like that. That stuck forgiveness. Thanks for sharing. A little
3: peek into your kitchen lindsay i have loved this peak as well thank you faith for bringing us to a place helping us recognize and verbalize those fears as they re- relate to our circumstances right now as they relate to our families our children our marriages and the tools yes lindsay beautiful i think in the season that i am this is deb by the way In the season I am with my children who are all out of the nest and in their 20s, a fear that is very real for me on a regular basis is, again, one of these pieces of false evidence that they will stop needing me. And I'm going to practice what Lindsay's just speaking. Let's let's lay this out here. What, What lies in front of me? What's behind this fear? And what lies am I believing about that? One of the things that I'm forced to recognize is how much I'm pointing at myself. Did you hear that question? Me. They'll stop needing me. When I think about the seasons of motherhood I've walked through already, and I I witness others in these various seasons, and I'm still looking at some of the moms who are ahead of me in their seasons, I remember the truths from God that He has chosen that I would be mother, created. These beautiful children that I've been, I've had on lease, if you will, and will throughout our lives. But those seasons change and our need for one another as children of God is beautiful and that's constant. But what that looks like changes. So, what's the truth? First of all, it's not about me. Secondly, that need is perhaps a hunger. I need to recognize it first. I need filled from God. He filled that God-shaped hole that only he can fill and not my husband or my children can take that place. And as I recognize the need that God fills, flowing from that is a desire then to continue to be a mom in that healthy place that I can be. While they walk their adult lives, they're all very independent. But as we stay in touch, maybe not daily, because, you know, as a mom, I want it to be very daily and very constant as it was when they were under my roof every night. While I know that's not my reality, I can walk in relationship with them that while what that looks like changes, we need one another. And I think about a few things that were on point phrases in our household as they were growing up. One of them was a comforting phrase that they would want me to say to them during tuck-in time, following prayers, Relieving anxiety with this little phrase, I love you and I like you. And what I am hearing from them now in their 20s, and what continually brings me to tears is following a conversation where I'm trying to do more listening than guiding, where I'm trying to be the kind of adult parent that God would have me be. I have been blessed these days with hearing them say to me, Hey, mom, hey, mom, before we say goodbye, and love you. And I like you. How sweet it is to keep laying my fear at his feet, my fear that somehow they won't need me. You know what? I will always be their mom. They're ultimately and far greater God's children. As others of you have mentioned already in today's conversation, he meets us in these moments, he knows what our fears are. And we are so blessed in every season to be called mama.
1: Thank you guys for sharing. Cause I know fear is something that we don't like to talk about and it can be hard because it brings up a lot of emotions that maybe we don't want to <laughs> embrace as much as we'd want to embrace joyful and excited. But Like we've been talking about, like, it's good for us to sit, right? And, you know, God has equipped us with tools that we can use to help us through those moments. But like we've been talking, having those moments where we can sit with it and just know that our fears are going to look different, but God knows all of them and God's going to meet us through all of them and work through them to be there for our children and be there for us too. Right. And so there's a Bible verse that I honestly like my life verse, I feel like. But it's one that I have held on to for a long time. And I always joke, like if I ever got a tattoo, like another one, this would be the one I would pick. But the second Timothy one seven, where it says you're given not a spirit of fear, but of power, love and self-control. And that's one that I cling to when I am facing that fear and it looks different every day. But that main fear that we don't like to talk about of knowing that we're, we weren't given a spirit of that, right? And with God's strength and God in the Holy, by working with the Holy Spirit, we are given of love and power and the self-control using those tools that we can lay those at that at Jesus's feet and he is going to meet us there. Right. And it's OK that we have permission to feel those feelings. We have permission to show those feelings to our children. Of course, we'll do it in developmentally appropriate ways. But knowing that we don't need to hide those fear in the darkness, but we can bring that fear to the light and we can allow Jesus to to comfort us and work through it. and So that is just, you know, as mama's listening, like there is maybe a fear that you are struggling with and you don't want to admit it out loud. Or maybe you have to just some safe people, but you can give that to Jesus and you don't need to come with a big like, here's my fear. Like you can come crying and he already knows exactly what that fear is. You don't need to voice it, but know that Jesus is there and he will give you that spirit of power, love and self-control. Faith, that is
3: such a special, powerful verse for this moment, for
2: every season, and for this topic today. And I love, to Faith, that what you're capturing is that, you know, sometimes we can be, have those tools and be really clear and methodical about how we're working through it. But yet, I mean, come on, let's be real. Sometimes we are very (laughs) messy mamas and we can just
1: cry out like Peter cried out, Jesus, help me. Yes. Amen. Yes yes, absolutely, absolutely. And our children want to see that, right, And showing our children, we can cry out, just, "Jesus, I need a hug," and you know, and that they see that we're coping with those emotions in a healthy way instead of shoving it under the rug, acting like we don't shove it, and then our children don't see us go to Jesus, our children don't see us in prayer, and that's what matters is modeling that for our children that mommy cries and looks like a hot mess while she cries and eats chips while she cries. And it's okay because she's talking to Jesus and he is there with her. And yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. If
3: I may also add that as a mom of adults, the vulnerability, the authenticity that we can have as friends of our children in a unique way, we're still the parent, But we're in this friend season now where I am less hesitant to share my heart and to share my fears. So often when I do, we end up in our deepest dialogue as maybe they feel like sharing their own too. And we laugh over some of the things that because sometimes those fears are a little on the irrational side. And especially as I share fears as re, as it relates to them, I'll tell them, I just had a dream that you were in this car wreck and they're like, mom, you know, but oh. uh, these are, this just speaks to the depth that we love one another. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate knowing that too, a healthy place for letting our children know that we are not somehow fearless, yeah. but that we will take it to Jesus. And that's, that's a lifelong day in and day out need we have. It's Jesus.
2: So Fates, would you want to close us in a messy mama prayer? What does that look like?
1: <laughs> I'll give you a messy mom, An imperfect messy mama prayer, Say right? saying?
2: Yes, I love it. Yes.
1: Yeah, so to close out, I would love, as Lindsay has coined, a messy mama prayer because prayer does not need to be perfect, especially if you are a hot mess mom grieving while you're putting your kids in the car. I just want to end us on, you know, Lord, we thank you that during this time we are, we feel fears and we feel grief and we have all of these things that can overwhelm our bodies and our minds. And Lord, we are just so thankful that through your power and your Holy Spirit, that we do not need to have a spirit of fear, but we can have one of power, love and self-control. Amen.